Hey everybody, I wanna give you a gift before we dive in. If you're at the beginning of your content marketing journey or if you've been doing it a while but it's not working as well as you want and you feel like something is missing, I wanna give you a roadmap to help you get more ROI out of your content. This is my blog remix method and it's a shortcut to go from one blog to dozens of pieces of content in less than 60 minutes. Even if you have webinars, podcasts, and video content, you can take the transcripts and follow the guidelines in the exact same way. It's a great resource. It's free. You should have it. If you haven't downloaded it already, grab it right now at justinsimon.co slash remix. If you're listening to this podcast feed, you can click the link right below and download it. Get it, read it, apply it. It takes you step-by-step step to get more value out of your blog content and get it in front of your audience. So grab the guide, get a blog, and get it running. That's my blog remix method, and it's free at justinsimon.co slash remix. Hey, everybody. Before we get started, I want to thank my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. You can get unlimited podcast editing and strategy for one flat rate by visiting hatch.fm. All right, let's get in the show. Welcome to Distribution First, the show where we flip content marketing on its head and focus on what happens after you hit publish. Each week I share playbooks, motivations, stories, and strategies to help you repurpose and distribute your content because you deserve to get the most out of everything you create. So the question I wanna to answer today is, pretty much a simple one. And actually it's a real one. So if I had to start a content strategy in 2023, I would do what? And the funny thing, the maybe the ironic thing about this question is sometimes when people say that it's all in theory and this year it's legitimate. So going off on my own, doing my own thing, I had to build my own content strategy for my business. And so as I started to think through not only what I wanted to build, but what other businesses could build as well, it became a an actual question that I was looking to answer. And there's so many options that you can do. And I think the interesting thing about taking it from more of a solopreneur route is when you're on your own, you everything has to be working or it falls apart very, very quickly. So and when you're on a large team and when you have maybe some solid budget behind what you're doing. There's room for error. And I think one thing, even if you're not on your own, but you're working for a, a smaller team or maybe a even a larger team this year, is marketing is going to come under a microscope. So with that comes more emphasis to make sure what you're actually doing is giving ROI back to the business. And I think especially when you talk about content marketing, it gets really gray really quickly because not everything is an attribution machine. And you don't want to fall in the trap of, hey, we're going to only do X, Y, and Z because I can measure that it's working. And so with all that in mind, I do want to sort of dive into my initial framework here and what I'm doing. And for me, it all starts with this show. It starts with this weekly podcast. And I think if you listen to the show and you're enjoying it, you should know I did put thought into the show in terms of what we're doing, but I also tried not to overthink what I was doing for this show. I tried to create something that's meaningful, something that's valuable, but I also tried not to completely over-engineer what the show 
um, was. And I think that be- can be something that you all can take away too. Your show does not have to be a 40 minute ultra produced, wonderful NPR style production. You can start small and think of recording a 10 or 15 minute episode, kind of like I do. You can repurpose other clips like I do. The main goal is just to drive consistent quality content in front of your audience every single week. And that was the goal of me starting this podcast, kind of piggybacking off of other content I was already creating, but being able to have a way to get my thoughts out there, get my voice out there and be able to help people in in through different mediums. And if you take time, the cool part about podcasting is if you take the time to build a solid outline, to think about what you're going to talk to, you'll have like a very good base layer for everything that's going to come next on the list. And so just keep that in mind as we're going through the list, it really does build off of each other and it is uh, strategic and I just put thought uh, into how I built this thing out. So, but having a solid outline, that's the start of it all. And then everything else can come off of that. The other thing you want to keep in mind is, so for me, obviously as a one person business, I'm the star of the show, quote unquote. I'm the person who's on camera and recording. If you're working for a business, for me personally, I have had much more success with making people who are within the business the star of the show. Maybe that's you if you're listening to this or somebody on your team, rather than focusing on an interview show. Personally, I think interview shows are great and you can get knowledge and there's benefit from doing them. But there are also a lot of hiccups that come with doing an interview show versus doing a show where you are seen as the main contributor and the main thought leader on the show. So a couple of those things to go on. When you are running the show yourself, you're in full control of what that show is about. You are in full control of the topics, of what you're talking about, all those things. When you're on an interview show, you are in the role of a guide. You are guiding the conversation, but you are not in control of the conversation. You might want to talk about one thing and your guest takes it in a totally different area. Obviously, a stronger interviewer will be able to direct the conversation better, but most of us are not interviewers by uh, our day jobs. Most of us are doing one or two, three things. In some cases, you're, it might be your CEO you're trying to do this. That's not their strength necessarily. And so just keep that in mind as you're building out your show. I also think interview shows are a bit of a dime a dozen. You know, it, you start to listen to a couple different shows in your niche. All the same people come on. They talk about the same things. And again, it's fine, but it's just harder to get your thoughts and your opinions out there into the marketplace. And honestly, when we talk about some of the repurposing stuff and distribution stuff down on the back end, that's another huge part of you owning your own show versus having the guest own it. Because what ends up happening is you get done with your episode. All right, we're going to cut this into clips. We're going to be able to redistribute this and, and turn it into something else and, and maybe write a blog on it. Well, everything that you cut off of that show, because you are interviewing a guest, it ends up being the guest thoughts, the guest opinions that all get cut up, the guests that get put out there in the world. And it's not your opinion or your content that gets put out there. So I just think in terms of building something that is unique and is an engine to be able to get your content out, I think you can't be doing your own show and repurposing that into other mediums. And that really brings us to number two, which is the second part of what I'm doing here, which is repurposing that episode into a weekly newsletter. 
Now, a little bit behind the curtain for me right now, I have a backlog of newsletters that I'm also repurposing into podcasts. So it's a little bit of a back and forth here, but you could see how this starts to play with each other. And the same could be said for blog posts instead of newsletters. You can repurpose those things as well. But now that you have an episode recorded, you have the perfect building blocks to be able to take that and create a newsletter. And again, it doesn't have to be complicated. A typical newsletter could consist of three main sections. If you're in my newsletter, this is pretty consistent. You have an intro where you're going to say what you're going to talk about. That could literally be stolen from the podcast introduction that you wrote in your outline. And again, that's sort of what I was talking about when I said you could take the outline and just bust that out. The meat, you steal the main ideas that you talked about in the show. If you use a tool like Descript, it lets you pull that video or your podcast in, transcript, and then you can just pull the, the pieces out and then edit it to go from you talking to it straight up to you talking to it in written form. And then there's the close, which is a link to your full show, letting people know the show exists, letting them know, hey, I've got, if you want to hear my actual talk on this and, and see visuals and those type of things, you know, pr promote your show that way too. Because I can guarantee you, your audience does not care that what you take from your podcast and put in your newsletter, they don't care that you did that. All the best creators, I promise you, if you reverse engineer what they're doing, they're taking the same content and repurposing it in different formats and doing that so the same message is getting out in different formats. So regardless of how their audience watches, consumes, listens to the content, their message is getting out. And that's the key to remember is just because you watch one thing or read one thing doesn't mean it's going to stick or doesn't mean that you are going to consume that all in one sitting. I might listen to start listening to a podcast and then see it's on YouTube and then watch a little bit of the YouTube and then get the newsletter in my inbox and read a, bit, a little bit of that. And by that point, I have three touches that are all hitting me on the same topic. The next thing you want to do is, again, this is going to be channel dependent in terms of if you're doing this, but I just think the ROI is there and it, it, it becomes a very easy thing to do, which is turn that newsletter into a Twitter thread. So now that you have all of your thoughts written out, you can turn that into a thread for Twitter. Basically, how I do it is I start with a straight copy paste into a tool like Hype Fury, and that lets you quickly sort of see how the thread pans itself out. And then you become an editor and you edit that for a platform native post that you can create and put into Twitter. And again, the reason you're doing this is so people can consume it natively on Twitter. The goal is not necessarily for someone to hop over to my blog or hop over to my website and read it or things like that. No, I just want to be able to get the information to people who didn't read the newsletter and put it in their feed so they might see, hey, Justin's got pretty useful content. Maybe I will sign up for his newsletter so I can see what comes next week. That's the goal. That's the goal of what you're doing. You're trying to be great at getting content in front of your audience in multiple ways. That is the goal of distribution. And the key with that is the more that you learn to edit and create content this way, the easier it becomes, the easier you will start thinking through your newsletter and how that formats into a Twitter thread and how that formats into some of the other things that we're even talking about here. And that will make for a better newsletter in the long run. The next thing you can do is to take the Twitter thread and turn that into a 
LinkedIn carousel or an Instagram carousel if you're on those. So we've all sort of seen these. They're becoming more and more popular where you can take an idea and then just make them sort of graphical and visual. I like using Canva for this. It's super easy to take a post and essentially build it out in their content editor. And then you can build a truly platform native approach where you have a custom piece of content that's built out. I've also seen people, and I'm sure you've seen this too, where they'll take just a screenshot from their tweets and they'll just line those up and put a little text and put those over on on those different channels. And you could do that. That's fine. If you're starting out and that's how you want to do it, that's fine. I just think that's more in the lines of reposting rather than truly repurposing that content. And to truly repurpose the content, you are creating something that's platform native for that channel and something that's really going to stand out versus just taking a few tweets and packaging them up into a, a slideshow PDF. All right. Step five is to write three to five LinkedIn or Twitter posts out of the thread that you just created. So now it's time to hop back into your newsletter or your thread and pull out the main sections and the main pieces that you wrote about. And how I like to do this is look at headlines. So if there are headline breaks or section breaks within my newsletter or main section breaks within the Twitter thread, those are areas where I start to look through and figure out what are the individual pieces of information that I can take and cut those up into different pieces of content. So for example, if I was talking about a super meta example, but talking about this podcast, each of the sections that I'm talking about could be individual content that I could cut up and probably will put out on social media. So saying, hey, one of the things you have to do with your content to be able to repurpose it is to write three to five tweets or LinkedIn posts out of every newsletter you create. That's a sub idea and a sub concept out of this entire show. And so being able to frame that up in that way, that way you have a way to plan out and see what's coming for each and every episode. That way, with each of the main sections being able to be turned into individual posts for LinkedIn and Twitter. And if you're doing it right, you'll know the exact distribution plan before you even make your outline in step one. And so that might seem a little bit confusing, but for example, if I know that I want to get three to five LinkedIn posts out of each of my newsletters or my shows, I'm going to frame up the topics and the ideas and the shows based around that idea of using the distribution first mindset to be able to do that. And that way you can plan your show so it naturally fits in that format. And you'll be thinking about what social posts and what ideas and what things you want to distribute literally before you even hit record. And the more that you do that, it will honestly feel like a secret weapon and a little bit of magic because you're not having to constantly think about what will I post on social media? What will I do in my newsletter? What should I send to my audience? Because you are building in a distribution first framework that puts it all on the table at the front and lets you know exactly what you want to create and how you want to distribute it. All right, number six is to drip that content over the next month or months. So once you've written all this content, you've built it out, you want to be able to get a scheduler, a scheduling tool. You could use Buffer. You could use, I mean, there's a million of them that you can use. 
But what you want to do now that you have the content for your show and your podcast and all of that, start making a plan to drip that out. You don't have to just blast your Twitter feed and your LinkedIn feed with every day the same content and the same idea. You can spread that out over two or three months to where once a week you're putting that content out. And that way somebody in month one can hear a little bit about it and then just naturally two months, three months later, you already have a tweet scheduled or you already have a LinkedIn post scheduled that's talking about the exact same topic. And so you're consistently getting your themes in and you don't have to go back and remember what you posted and remember what you wrote about and what you talked about on X podcast. You're thinking about it ahead of time to where you can essentially build a plan and have the whole distribution of your show built out and then that just rolls on each other. So if, if you're recording a podcast consistently, that just continues to roll and compound to where every, you know, two to four months, you're refreshing that content and it's getting out there. And you can add other channels over time. It doesn't have to be. I mean, these are just the ones I use. And again, I'm talking about how I'm building this. You could add YouTube, you could add TikTok, you could add a bunch of different stuff. But the goal is to create a steady stream of content to be able to get your message out there. And then lastly, you have the process down. It's time to make it a system and make it part of your weekly routine. I mean, you'll be amazed at the progress you can make when you become committed to a schedule. And what that allows you to do is to know and frame out what you are going to do for your content engine every single week. And so on Mondays, record the episode. On Tuesdays, write the newsletter. On Wednesdays, cut the content for social. I mean, you could do it however you want, but the idea is that becomes repeatable. So on Mondays, you know, you're doing X, Y, and Z on Thursdays, you're doing this on. So you start to build that habit and it doesn't become such a hodgepodge of when am I recording the show? When am I doing this? When am I doing that? How am I going to have time to do this and that build up a framework? And I'm telling you, you will be amazed at how consistent you can be when you just stick to it and build the habits of creation and distribution. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Distribution First and thank you for listening all the way through. I appreciate you so, so much. And I hope you're able to apply what you learned in this episode one way or another into your content strategy as well. Speaking of strategy, we have a lot of things going on this year that are going to help you build your brand, 10x your content, and transform the way you do content marketing. Make sure to subscribe to the show and sign up for my newsletter at justinsimon.co so you don't miss a thing. I look forward to serving you in the next episode as well. And until then, take care and I'll see you next time.